Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash Wondery and use code Wondery for 20% off your first purchase. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to the Nerdist Podcast number 216. This episode of the Nerdist Podcast is brought to you by two of our good friends at once coming together in a big friend moon pie. Uh, Comedy Bang Bang, the TV show on IFC. Two entities that we are both very familiar with and love. Uh, Comedy Bang Bang starts tonight, you guys, at 10, 9 central on IFC. Uh, it is an absurd talk show-ish type of a structure thing, but it doesn't matter. It's just All you need to know is that it's hilarious for a half hour. It's Scott Ackerman. Uh, the house band is Reggie Watts, for crap's sake. And uh, and the guests are, I mean, it's just super top-notch. Scott's really great at, at booking phenomenal guests. Uh, you know, Zach Galifianakis and Amy Poehler and Seth Rogen and... Uh, Will Forte, Andy Dalian, Gillian Jacobs, Tom Lennon, uh, all people who will stop by Comedy Bang Bang. So, again, Comedy Bang Bang starts tonight, June 8th, if you're listening to this on June 8th. On any other day, it's already happened. So watch every other Friday. Uh, not every other Friday. I mean every other Friday other than the 8th. And uh, please support Scott Ackerman and Comedy Bang Bang tonight, 10, 9 central on IFC, if tonight is June 8th for you. This episode of the podcast is Jason and Randy Sklar, uh, who look very similar because they were birthed at the same time, and that apparently is not the norm. Uh, I thought I was weird for not being a twin. It turns out they're actually the minority. So, uh, But amazing, guys. The second time they've been on, their show is United Stats of America, and you have to watch it. Uh, so please, please, please watch United Stats of America. Then come back and be like, thank you, Chris Harvick, for giving me a new thing to have to watch because now I'm addicted to it. Uh, it You're is welcome, nerd- America. Sorry. I hey, know Matt Myra, what are I'm you doing on the intro? This, I'm not usually in this part. You are breaking code. <laughs> I'm not usually in this part. You are breaking the structure. Well, I figured since I start the oh, show without you. Oh, this feels so weird. <laughs> this is like, oh, this is going to be dirty now. It's like when you're it, like... One time, uh, I, I I got a new car, and I was eating corn nuts, and I dropped a corn nut, and it fell, like, in the console behind, like, sure. where I could never, ever, ever get it, and I always knew it was there. <laughs> it was always under my skin. I'm your corn nut. <laughs> you are my little corn nut. Come here. <laughs> Come here, did you corn nut? Oh, ranch-flavored mm, corn nuts. You're welcome. Uh, yes, uh, I was running a few minutes late, and so I just told Matt to start the podcast. Very so professional. I, I think him. you guys sportsed it up. We did. A little bit for but like the first four minutes. that stops as soon as Chris gets on the podcast. So. <laughs> Which I did not demand, but that's just, just the way it worked out. Just keep listening. <laughs> Please. Uh, Darts Podcast number 216 with Jason and Randy Sklar. Now entering Nerdist.com. I guess I'll say welcome to the Nerdist Podcast. Uh, Chris is in transit right now, but guess what? We have the Sklar Brothers here, Randy and Jason. That's what happens in podcasting, man. Welcome to the show, you guys. You guys are in transit, and then yeah. you uh, make the transition. That's Damn. the rough road of a podcasting star. <laughs> they have what we Radio call a hard out. would never have started it. They have a hard out, you guys, so we, we have to do this now. We have a really hard out. Which would, buy, would, would probably be the name of my porno, the hard, <laughs> hard, hard out. out. 
We should use the first portion of the podcast to talk about sports. Yes. Because Chris yeah, wouldn't. Chris gets here. Well, the nerdy cool. side of sports, if we may, if we can. Well, I think most of sports is nerdy, except for the actual playing of it. Except yeah. for the date raping athletes. Everything is very nerdy. <laughs> except for the lacrosse. Some of those Duke lacrosse, the lacrosse kids were really nerdy. Come on. Very high GPAs. That's they right. do. They were really into rotisserie baseball. Uh, this is going to go up relatively soon, so I think it's not stale for us to talk about the NBA conference finals which are happening right now well you have a horse in the race i do i have the boston celtics uh still hanging in there the uh which now it's 2-2 right now tomorrow there'll be another game so by the time you hear this somebody might have won by the time i might have won the the whole thing that'd be crazy yeah Oh, Not God. the whole thing. No, I mean the whole thing, the, the Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah, for you, that's the whole thing because you you know that Boston. Kind of looking forward to a Spurs Celtics old guy. Fight. Well, that to me feels like it would be like the old guys in the gym on the like the open run court, like the guys who are just like hocking up, you know, hucking up threes <laughs> behind the line from like their from their knee braces and they're just and everyone's like guard him why can't you guard him he's like, like i am he's guarding got this him. weird look i can't it comes from really far away and i cannot stop I'm that shot to guard him man it's I like know. a skyhook but different it's, it's worse what is he doing and every time he gets it in like you know the old guys who just perfected that shot that you cannot block that's what i feel like the spurs are and boston is and i actually think that the spurs and to get super technical i think the spurs and boston match up with each other better than Say the spur like the thunder and the heat. That's yep. what that's what David Stern in his black Jewish heart is wishing. And that's exactly what will probably happen because why? Why as we all so? know. Why are you so pessimistic for your own? The team? reps are in his pocket. Oh, think, oh, I feel like there's wow, the whole you're, you're going conspiracy theorist I think, on yeah, us? You have to. Really? Charlotte got the number one pick for no reason. <laughs> that's true. That, New Orleans got you mean New Orleans. I mean New Orleans got the number one Hornets. Yeah, the Bobcats did not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which Yes, I know. The Again, we've known them for a while. That's a good point. We frozen, are so frozen. Deep. Patrick, you okay, now that we've lost everyone who's a nerdist <laughs> fan, what we've essentially done is what we've essentially done is the podcast version of Paul's Boutique. Like we had a bunch of people, Nerdist had a whole wide array of people, and then we just kind of shed all the hangers on. There's a contingency of people that say uh, to me and Chris, "Why don't you let Matt talk about sports?" Well, this is your chance. Nerds this like is your sports. Chance. Get it out there, man. Well, okay. So let's now let's move over to baseball for a second. Pujols, what's going on there? Well, you, you know, guys, of course. I, I can put it in terms of, of my Mac. I tweeted this, actually. And uh, yesterday, my Mac said that I had seven hours and 26 minutes left on my battery. <laughs> <laughs> that that is be- a power <laughs> tease. And that is what happened to the Angels. <laughs> <laughs> they looked at the battery and they said seven hours and 26 minutes. And they were like, yeah, we got that much time yeah, left. Plenty of time. You don't have that much time left on this guy. I could, I could fly to Guam <laughs> with just this. Ba- no, you can't. No, you can't. You, can't. you cannot make a, but, a, a cross-country flight on the battery power that it is saying I have on my Mac right but now. now. And so we were really excited at the beginning of the year because sure. the Cardinals were playing great and the Angels were sucking. Yep. And we were just like, it's like when you see your ex-girlfriend and like kind of down and out, having like a rough time, stumbling around and like, does she have a, a boil bit. on the back of her neck? Yeah. Yes, good dating a chubby guy. You're yeah. like, This is all right. Well, I did okay. Dating a chubby guy I wouldn't even say it's more like she's like, she's she's like calls you because her boyfriend hit her or something. Like, you're like, You're you're like in a moment where you're like, Yeah, yeah you yeah. made Who's a bad got the choice power now. You made a bad choice. Yeah, you broke up terrible. with me and then you made a bad choice. And uh, instead, though, we're left with now the Angels are surging. And, yes. Uh, and the Cardinals are, are just, just getting <laughs> swept. Getting getting, I said getting swept more than the ice at a curling tournament. <laughs> that's that's some serious Folks. sweeping action. <laughs> curling jokes. <laughs> curling. Back of On the, the nerdist. Back um, of the house, which is a curling term. Uh, the uh, Yeah, but that so that in the, Celt- the Celtics are Parking doing. Parking your stone in the back of the house would be the sequel to Hard Out. <laughs> Parking my stone in the, in the back, back of her house. Randy's using doing curling terms right <laughs> now. Those, are, those are such. <laughs> but I play shuffleboard, like bar shuffleboard recently. Yeah. And that's that's like curling. It's essentially, essentially it's exactly without like the curling. Top curling. Yeah. And it's really without fun. Without the sweeping. It's like pre-video game fun. Yeah. Like there were a series of those games that were in bars that sort of, you know, preceded all of all video games. Like now you see a tabletop Miss Pac-Man yep. in a place and you're like, that's such a relic from an ancient time. But like darts, darts are great. Bubble hockey is still fantastic. Bubble hockey is amazing. Yeah. That is like, it takes skill. I mean, it's like foosball. Bubble I saw a foosball is, thing and I got excited. Bubble recently. hockey is one of the few, uh, 
bastions left where you can still take it to the Russians. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like, always, I it's always there were more, that tells you how old the machines are. Like, also, the USSR. USSR. Not the Russians, Rand. The Soviet Union. And then, like, Putin does some stuff that, like, he's such a dick. And then, like, you're like, okay, now it's almost like fashion where belt, like, high waisted pants came back again. So it's like, we can hate Russia again. Putin's Did you see Putin, Putin bringing- scored a goal? In like a in a celebrity game, like in like a old timers game, uh-huh. they had Putin got on the ice and then like scored on a penalty shot, and I was like, yeah, they tried. I'm sure they tried really hard it's to like block his the, shot. It honestly is like when the kid with Down syndrome at camp, you just let him run. The he can do whatever he wants. Let him just score. Let him, let him double. If, dribble. Even if he throws it like into the crowd, we'll figure out how to get it back put in. Put two points on it's the very board. Close. Get it back in. That was there. close enough. That was close enough. Putin. They just kind of let him down. Everybody moved to the side. Jeez. Just let him run. And they had a uh, celebrity uh, football or soccer thing in England. And Gordon Ramsay we talked that. about that on our podcast. <laughs> Gordon Ramsay got basically jacked from behind, and then he had he was given oxygen. Yeah, oxygen. What? There that goes doesn't make sense. Where are they playing this game in in Boulder, Colorado? It you was the the, uh, the England equivalent of Denver, which is on top of Stonehenge. Stone on top of Stonehenge. We were playing on the, on the top of Stonehenge. <laughs> it just why didn't make he, sense. why do he need oxygen? So he gets taken off, and and I mean, if you're Gordon Ramsay, you've built a career. Where like if you get injured, people are going to cheer. Right. You know what I mean? Like you you basically have it's yelled like Simon at Simon Cowell. Pe- like you see Simon Cowell like trip or something, and people are going to start cheering. People are going to. I love am a it. huge fan of Gordon Ramsay. Like I, look, Kitchen I'm, Nightmares. Kitchen Nightmares. The English Kitchen Nightmares. Oh, Unbelievable. Oh, amazing. I'm like, let's go to West Hampshire. What's happening? Oh, hard work. What are you doing in that chair? What is that? I don't even know. Hardwick is here. What the? Who is? We're just talking about British Kitchen Nightmares. Gordon Ramsay. And why it's beautiful. Oh, British Kitchen Nightmares. So when you're making Marmite and then all of a sudden it turns into the face of your father who's telling you that you'll never achieve anything in life. Yeah, that's right. British Kitchen Nightmare. That is a serious (laughs) British Kitchen Nightmare. He's he's telling you that uh, you'll never be able to swim across the Thames. A a, a dreadful. You'll never be able to swim across the Thames. British Kitchen Nightmare. Or the English Channel. I was like, like the English Channel. That was didn't like someone try and swim underwater across the English Channel. That seems like a that seems very bad health that hazard. Seems impossible that to do, but yet I feel like someone has tried it. But I think that giving a girl or giving someone a channel seems like <laughs> right. That right. seems like that, that should seems be a, like be a thing. Yeah. yeah, that's right. I gave, I gave a channel. I gave you put everything. Yeah, put it all inside. That means <laughs> ten digits and a <laughs> ten. That means, <laughs> that means I'm going to go down for 90 minutes until we get to that's Paris. That's right. Until I'm not coming up for air. <laughs> no. Until I get until to. Until I see the Eiffel until Tower. I see, until I see French. <laughs> the, Eiffel <laughs> Tower, the Eiffel Tower is something. The that's Eiffel, where two that dudes. That is something. Two dudes. Two touch. dudes high five each other. You know that move. Oh, when they're oh, when there's a lady in between. Someone's in behind and two guys give. You guys know about docking. No, no, <laughs> not. docking is uh, <laughs> it's a male on male when someone has to be circum- uncircumcised for this to work. Now, do you get this adapter at Radio Shack? <laughs> you can. It's a male to male adapter. Yeah. Right. Hi. The uh, and uh, you just the foreskin goes over the other penis, so they're both touching and, and they've docked. Oh, so one person has docking. to has to have not made the covenant with the Lord. No, <laughs> so yeah. and the docking and the and you basically just need to dock for fifteen minutes and yeah. you charge for the whole day. <laughs> yeah, then you're good. good. You got a flash charge of eighty percent. Quick charge. Eighty percent flash charge. I uh, garbage bagging is when uh-huh. two when you eat a hobo's face. <laughs> when two dudes, I think I think I made this up. It's not in practice, but in theory, when two dudes like uh, mash their balls together yeah. and then twisty tie their dongs around each other. No garbage bagging. garbage bagging. Garbage bagging. It's great. But the trick is that you get you can't be hard, like because right. uh, uh, yeah. you can't. You can't. No one. You can't. Well, if you were, once you, you start twisting, be, it's over. And you over. have to be a shower, not a grower, really. For that to work, yeah, That's you, right. a lot of things in two turns. L- let's be honest, a lot of things have to happen <laughs> for that to play but out. Here's the thing, and I imagine that this is probably like after you complete that act, yeah. Like I don't think there's anything where do you go ejaculatory from in that act. You you just have to say like we did it. It's no, to me it, it feels. Just, Turns into puppetry of the penis. You know what it's no, like. Then you then you go to the you go to your chore list and check off took out the trash. I guess that's who, exactly. You took out the trash. <laughs> to me, it kind of feels like when you go to the Statue of Liberty and have you ever walked to the top of the Statue of I Liberty? I have not. You we walked, did it. You walk up like 
thousands of stairs. I mean, it is thousands of stairs. Yeah, yeah. You get to the top, and there's not like an observation deck for you to just chill out for a half an hour after you've basically walked this. You, you, you just kind of like walk up past to the, top, the window, and then you the have window, to keep walking. Go, of, keep of going the down. crown, right? Yes. You walk past the window, and then you just keep walking. You're never stopped. So it is literally, that sounds awful. to me, it feels like what like the end of a garbage bag would feel like. like you, you do all this work. And then at the end, you're just like, oh, we gotta, yeah, go, we gotta untie each other now. I think, yeah, they probably just weren't really thinking about uh, that the tourist industry when that was gifted to us. <laughs> the garbage bag? When, <laughs> yes. Like when when you... France gave us the garbage bag. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, is, but that is part of one of our, like, we went through a series of trying to write, like, intelligent, sort of nerdy, your mama jokes. One of, us, one, one of them was, your mom is so tall, she was a gift from France. Oh, that's awesome. Which I feel one, like right? that's sort bad. of. Not I had, bad at all. I had one that was, uh, your mama's pussy is so big, your daddy needs a unified field theory to fuck her. I don't know if that's one that might work out for people. Yes, yes, yes Done. you do. Done. Sold. I mean, that also implies mm-hmm. that the father has a, a, a penis on a, that is the, a molecular level that would follow... Um, you know that, that that would follow quantum mechanics. I mean, there's a lot. It's really insulting. You're assuming a both lot. of his yes, parents. That's right. Yes. You've insulted everybody in that whole. Yeah, thing. and yeah. science. Everyone's getting and it. Science. Yes. Oh, uh, your mom is so old. Her last period was the Triassic. That was another one that I was that toying one, with for a while. Good. Come on, nerdy your mama jokes. You've started a trend. <laughs> nerdy. You're gonna get tons of emails, and you will get great ones. It, but it would have right to. Now. But rather than be your your mama, it would have to be your, your mother. mother. Your, your mother. mother. Your mother. Your maternal unit. <laughs> <laughs> is so, so um, fast. Welcome back to the Nerdist Podcast, uh, Jason and Randy Sklar. I already did that during the first portion called what? Sports. We hit a sports portion. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I guess that's acceptable sports. because I was late. I was at, the, I was at this place in uh, Burbank called Gentle Giant Studios, and they make all these amazing toys and statues and figurines. And I, was, I, I got a three-dimensional scan because they're making an action figure of me for our Nerdist TV show. That's nice. what I'm talking so about. So that's what, so, and, and, and uh, to their dismay, once I realized that the scan itself only takes 20 seconds, I'm like, now let me do a happy face. Now let me do a zombie face. Yeah. Like, I, I, I'm sure it's what they get every time someone sits oh, in that fucking God. chair. No, but you know what? It. Once action figures just look sort of vaguely like you, as much as they're going to try, it's going to look sort of like you. It'll it's, just look like a white guy. Like, yeah, yeah like Lance Bass or, <laughs> you know or I mean? someone like, else. You're going to look, you're going to look. Have a, you ever had a mold of your face done where they literally, I did that once for, because we had a prosthetic that we were connected at the head for a movie and I was like literally they put the stuff on you and you're breathing out of a straw and they put a plaster but see your- in your case all they would have to do is just destroy randy because yeah. there's a disposable brother <laughs> that's, so, right. Uh, that's uh, right randy i mean i've destroyed jason because of disposable brother uh and so it really well, just make one mold and that's just one mold no but- i i had um i had uh, the i had i tried the, they had tried to do that to me once and i Fucking flipped out. Well, if you are class, I had one. They they made one for me on full body because we had to do a side thing when we played Siamese twins for Grey's Anatomy. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> and they said that's it right. should be really easy and it, it won't hurt or anything like that. And it ripped slowly, ripped all of the hair off of my chest. Uh, uh, and not in a God. like as hard as that looked in the forty year old virgin and out as terrible as that looked, imagine that going slowly. Yeah. Uh, and it was just peeling it off or my body. Imagine separating a, a conjoined twin. A conjo- it, that also is painful. That would have been say that, that would have been better. The prosthetic it was, like, was probably exactly more it painful. was like separating thousands of conjoined twins yes. off your chest. Oh it was one. so awful. I was screaming the whole time. Like screaming like a uh, child, like a tiny I remember baby. and the producer of the of the show, the writer, the woman who wrote it, uh, was there with her parents. Just <laughs> screaming. I was just screaming because they thought, oh, it'd be so cool to see how they build a mold for this mm. thing. And I was just screaming expletives at everybody. It's funny <laughs> that you think you think uh, you think feeling claustrophobic means, oh, you're in a small elevator or you're mm-hmm. in a small space, but it really is just about being trapped and you yep. feel more trapped than you've ever. I did anyway. I mean, it's been a long time. Maybe I can handle it now, but at the time, it just it it's. It's darker than you've ever felt, and it's more silent than you've ever experienced. And you think about being buried alive. That's what that it feels is the like. scariest thing Because you feel ever. it, you feel it goop over your face, and all right. of a sudden everything just gets really quiet, really and quiet and muffled, and you're like, I can't see anything. That sounds weirdly comforting to me. No, really? it isn't yeah. though. Some people can do can deal with it, and other people like myself, I just 
I just started just in, like totally reflexively just scraping it out of my eyes and like I can't do this. This is why I think I can't scuba dive because I mean I was breathing through the uh, little straw thing mm. they have you breathing through, but like at some point I'm like, what if I can't? You know, because my nose is covered up. So you're like, what if I can't breathe or for whatever reason I'm swallowing and I can't breathe? That's what like I, there are those people who scuba dive and I just I'm like I don't know how you. Like, I would fuck it up and then just be in, like, tremendous so, panic mode, like, 80 feet under the So mouth. a head mold is when a guy puts his dick in your mouth and then a thousand <laughs> guys come on you and then it just goops and over and then face. the only way you just have to breathe through the one guy's... Dude, they gave him a the, head mold. Yeah, I gave him the prosthetic head. The head mold. Prosthetic head. <laughs> the pros- prosthetic head. <laughs> the old prosthetic head. Well, that old, that old gem. Mm-hmm. Uh, the old prosthetic it. head. Uh, um, you guys did an amazing... Uh, did an amazing job on All Star Bowling. Thank you for being that was, on. Yeah, so that, much fun. Whoever put that together did a fantastic. Kudos to whoever put that together because I was like, we did a lot of fun and funny stuff throughout a really long period of time. I'm like, how are they going to cut this thing down? But they did a nine great minutes, job. Ten, eight minutes, it's like nine minutes. Great. Yeah, it was really it's, fun. Uh, it's a uh, you know, it's 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 a fun it's a fun process. They they take a bunch of footage and then cut like a long version mm-hmm. of the show and then throughout the week. I, you know, I just go back and forth with them and like cut this, add this, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and, but the, but the company soapbox that we work with, they're so fucking awesome and funny that they, Mm -hmm. they come in with a lot of ideas Yep, and it just makes the job fun and easy and not, I mean, every testimonial as I was watching everyone do their testimonials were hilarious. Like they were really funny. I mean, you're getting people who that's what they do. Yeah. I mean, as opposed to sometimes, I mean, I know you've had like cast of shows and stuff. It's like, they're not. You know, and they're great, but I'm just saying, like, this is exactly like Pardo knows how to deliver a like 20 second comedy bit in I a lo- soundbite. Pardo or Baron. and Todd together are yeah, so fucking hilarious. funny. Uh, Todd, is that tattoo to distract from the party hair? You know, is a very in style haircut, Jimmy. When 1954? And Todd got really mad at him about that, about not knowing, like, because that was such a great point that Todd was making. I don't know if that made it in, but about how people who say, like, that's not cool when they don't know that that's become cool again. Right. So <laughs> I love and, and what, one of the jokes uh, we left we left it in. It really needed an insert shot, but your it was uh, I did the joke I about think his it arm. Was, yeah, yeah, Jason, that was your joke about uh, Todd had this fake tattoo sleeve on one arm and then just super hairy on the other. When you go, so on this side you're Robin Williams, <laughs> and on, <laughs> on the other side, side you're just a bear boy. <laughs> yeah, that was ridiculous. That was really uh, fun. and and also um, congratulations because Team Podcasters won. The season yes. of All Star Celebrity Bowling. So we get to deliver charity to people. Ten thousand dollars goes to Smile Train, which was uh, fantastic. Was, was, was now Smile coach. Train is when a bunch of hookers. Just <laughs> now <laughs> that might not work out yeah, well yeah, for yeah, your. Yeah. No, no, that's yeah. 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 It's, not, it's, not it's when a bunch of ch- hookers pool their money and give that's money right. to they this take worthy a charity of their earnings. Yeah. and then they sew each other into a human centipede. <laughs> no, that's no, hard. That's not Why? Smile Train. That's not Smile Train. That's not, that's not <laughs> it. Smile Train. No, but that is really cool. <laughs> I couldn't believe how good Marin was. He was ridiculous. I think it's all about competition. Marin's like not a good bowler, and then in that moment, he just took it on. I have to step up, and I have to deliver. I'm routinely the worst bowler. We've done. I did it's a couple so of those. fun. Oh. I mean, it is so fun. I just remember. We just did one with the the Breaking Bad one aired uh, today, and people are like tweeting at me, why are you on your phone the whole time? And I was like, I was looking up Cranston's IMDb credits to make fun of him. Uh, <laughs> we, and we, I do have to say, we do have it on, t- on, on tape that, uh, that Jonah did spill the beer on himself. He spilled the beer on himself. <laughs> nice. He did, and he blamed it on you. Yeah, of course. He blamed it on you? Yeah. And you can go back to the tape. Yeah. We okay. can go back to the tape. We have the replay. Jonah. Unlike Major League Baseball. We actually can use replay. You can use replay to get the truth. Can you not use a replay in 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 baseball? baseball? Not yet. Now, why is that? So explain this to me as a sports idiot. Because they want so much of Well, And and what's amazing is this past week, there was a no-hitter thrown, by, which is a very rare feat in baseball, by a New York Met. First New York Met to throw a no-hitter in Ever, I yeah, think. Yeah, ever, ever. In the, the history of the franchise, which is incredible. because no, the had, franchise only been around for the 50s. Yeah, but they so had Tom Seaver, and they had Nolan Ryan, True. and they had Doc Good. They've had a lot of amazing pitchers. So this guy throws a no-hitter, and one of the plays, a guy hit a, a line drive down the left field line, and it got part of the line. It, you could see visually yeah. on the field, it clipped part of the left field line, which is technically a fair ball. That should be a hit. The umpire called it a foul ball. There's no replay. So that's not a hit, and the guy still gets a no. But that's interesting to me. That's interesting to me for for with sports. I mean, like that. That seems like a holdover from a time when they yes. didn't have the ability to do that. 
would you rather would you rather seek the truth or would no. you? It's no. like religion. No, it's like it's, it's a holdover like from the another laws time. Of keeping kosher. Yeah. Like, exactly. Don't boil a calf in his mother's milk. Right. That's why oh, you can't you're not eat milk supposed and to do meat. That? That's why yeah. you can't eat milk. And oh, that's why you're shit. not supposed to eat milk. And then that's why the Jews can't eat milk and meat. But oh, now <laughs> I think there are enough cows out there now that you probably chances will. are you're not getting the milk from the mom. So a cow bath is when you take, uh, take a very large woman. Yes, and, and then you <laughs> hang a bunch of wieners from her stomach. So they form a milky substance. That's right. Her pendulous belly uh, and you are the bucket yeah that's right <laughs> just you are the milking product the milking yes. machine I, I milked a cow i did milk a cow it's what? phenomenal yes on our show on united states united, of america so you guys are on united states of terra no yes. no no, no. no. Yeah, we, we are two we're different personalities two, of the same she's woman so good she has now developed like literally split into two <laughs> jewish people <laughs> twins that would, that really, would that be any crazier than the personalities they had no. for her on the show they were kind of crazy who was your favorite uh, truck the, driver, the trucker. I yeah. mean, it, it just—I don't know. I know, you know. I it, guess it's a real thing because you're kind of like she's such a good actress. Like, why would she be going that? Like, it has to be. There has to be such reality behind the truth of whatever that is. But from an actor, I totally get why you would want that. That probably just either smells like, oh, this is either an Emmy in the making mm-hmm. or just a fun acting challenge where That's I right. get to be different characters. But it just felt a little. I, I never really watched the show, like so playing, I can't judge it. But 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 the but the previews, like everything I saw, was just like, oh, now she's this one-dimensional character, right. and now that one-dimensional. But I'm sure, well, I'm sure there was more to it than that. She I'm sure there job. was. It's like it's like going retarded in a movie. You know what I mean? It's like you're go, you're going out on the limb. Tropic Thunder. You're going That's out right. on the limb, That's and right. if you do it, then you could Oscar. get an Oscar. Yeah, but and if not, then ridiculed. That's right. And that, it's a just, very fine just, line. You're doing a bad retarded impression. <laughs> it's like walking to the top of the Statue of Liberty, and, and then, then you only have down. to all you have to do is go, go down. Right it's just down. all the way back God, down. Thank you for telling me that. I'm never walking up to the top of the no, Statue no, of Liberty. No, we've saved a lot of people here. How talking. many people do you think walk across and you could just, if you just looked through the crown, you would just hear in succession. That's fucking it, and then right. like yeah, exactly. over and over again. <laughs> what the people, fuck? Are you the kidding long, me? Do you know what they should have? Oh my god, they should just have a fire pole like all the way down, straight down. or a slide. Why mm-hmm. not make like a corkscrew slide. slide? I love it. All the way down. I'm loving it. And, uh, and then you just come out of her feet. by McDonald's. I'm yeah. loving it. I'm loving it. <laughs> Corkscrew slot. Grimace at the bottom. Ba-da-ba-ba. Come on, uh, let's do this. I, that would be, and it's just literally a pile so, of So Grimace feathers. at the bottom is when someone shits at your feet. <laughs> <laughs> and they... <laughs> And it's purple. It's purple. And it's literally. Don't know what they ate. It's the end. But it's purple shit. Wow, do you have a lot of eggplant? This is crazy. Pepto Bismol. Pepto Bismol. Uh, oh, come on. United States of America. Uh, I have to admit that I've not seen the show yet. I have. I apologize. But Matt says it's fucking amazing. And Jonah even said he was yeah. like, they're like, the. The, the graphics, graphics are amazing it's on the really, show. I graphics mean, are amazing. The, the company, the same company that did the graphics for Food Inc. did the graphics mm-hmm. for the show. I feel like if ever there was a show like designed for your viewers in this way or your listeners in this way, this is such a perfect show for for them. I mean, it's kind of tapped into like our education that we, you know, finally I feel like for the first time, and we try to make our stand up smart if we can, and but this is like. You're actually taking sociological things about America and explaining why are we here, and then we're going to try and make it as funny as we And using stats as the entry point. Yeah. And they do. And what's great about the show, I think, from a fan's perspective, a fan of, you know, statistics and or science and of the Sklar Brothers is that you guys keep your voice. And that was the hardest thing, and we were really nervous about that. No one can write for you guys. Nobody can. You know, we and so we kind of luckily very early on... And some people have figured out certain ways to write for us. But early on in the show, History and uh, Left Right Productions, which is the same production company that did This American Life on mm-hmm. Showtime. So we have a lot of trust in these guys that, like, they took that franchise that was no – everybody's like, oh, it's hallowed ground. You can't take the radio show and turn it into a TV show. And then I thought they did a very masterful job of making that into a great TV show. These guys, they sort of said, here's what we want you to say. Now you say it. And then history kept on saying, guys, push it, go further. And we were like, that's great. Just let us go. Because, you know, it's like there's a moment, and I'm not comparing us to this, but in, in my mind, I see this as like, you know, there's a moment, and I now have seen this in the show Girls, which I fucking love. But uh, 
in like Larry David, when you just you feel like the argument's done and he's going to walk away, and then he kind of little thing switches off in his mind, and because it's improv, you know it's like he's thinking of that in that moment. He just goes and hold on a second, and something yeah. catches him, and he just keeps going on a tangent. It's a great character drive for him to keep pushing. The it. main character in the show Girls on HBO, I feel like she does that a lot too. It makes me love her as a character, and I think we kind of have a little bit of that in what we do as well. Whenever and, we're dealing with like experts and stuff like that, which so, is kind. Kind of funny to watch the experts have to re- rein us back in or just figuring out wa- like what 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 okay. what are we what uh, are we no, doing here? The actual thing, and we're like no no no. <laughs> you, you said something that was bizarre, and even just trying to get them to play our game, and it actually is fun because we're like, well, we're not. The information is going to get out. That information is going to get out in this show, so it shouldn't be our job to just get the information out. It should be almost our job to fight that. And almost try to go in a different direction, and then the information comes out. Right. It's almost like if you're an actor and 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 someone says to you, "You have to cry," or you have to, you know, or, or I don't know. You, I remember I auditioned for Curb Your Enthusiasm. I did an episode of Curb where you know the whole scene. I was supposed to get angry. It was one. It was great. I got to fight with Larry David. It was like. I was so thrilled about doing it, but for some reason, I can't even tell you why I chose to do this in the audition. It was with Larry. I was like, I'm going to try not to get mad at him. Let's just see that. Let me play that. And that is suddenly this way better thing to be doing in there. It's such a more complicated move to like really be trying not to be angry and stifling it. So then when it ultimately comes out, it's like this catharsis. And so for us, that's almost what we're trying to do in the show, which is not just sit there and be like, well, there's this fact and there's this fact and Hey, here's an expert. That's interesting. What else? You know, instead we're just trying to almost derail them so that they have to get us to the point that we need to get to. And, uh, was the, did you create the show or did they? No, the show was actually, there was this crazy viral video of this Danish statistician who was doing, talking about life expectancy versus wealth of a nation. It got like 11 million hits on YouTube. I think the BBC had something to do with it. I, can't I think it might have even been a TED Talk at some point. Maybe Were there not. cats in it? Yeah, there were were cats in it. Uh, He does this talk, but then there's an adorable kitty who's just trying to get sneaks up on another kitty. And yeah, and and then the other kitty gets a little milk on his nose, and his muzzle is all milky. It's It's adorable, and that's why African nations don't live long. Yeah, Uh, and it's Uh. also. <laughs> the the best part is the end of the video when the, it all yeah, back in. when the kitty walks around to uh, different nursing homes and predicts when people are <laughs> dying, <laughs> and then someone just drops dead, <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then Antoine Dodson sings about it. Yeah. yeah. So the show is called Death Cat <laughs> for cutie. Cat for cutie. Death Cat, death cat for cutie. Come on. Death Cat for cutie. So uh, no. So this video went around and it got meow, to the meow, history. Meow, <laughs> meow, 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 And then the cat, then you've got like a little kitten that's doing like postal service songs. Like, come on. Meow, 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 meow. Anyway, uh, it's ridiculous. You're like, come on, dude. That's not Death Cat for Cutie. That's like a tangential Same guy, dude. Then there's another cat, like a tabby kitty that wants to do like the, you know, the project between uh, Ben Gibbard. No, not Owl City. There's an owl trying to do Owl City. You're like, you sound too much like a cat. And then there's another cat that's trying to do uh, the uh, Ben Gibbard project with Jay Farrar. Okay. Uh, so, and there were also statistics. The best guy. Yeah. So this, <laughs> so this, this is a very densely packed video. This video that this found was. its way to the History Channel. They're like, we got to do a show about this, and for America, and they tapped. Uh, left, right, who had done This American Life to be the production company. They tried to cast it in New York. Couldn't find anyone that they were looking for one host. One host, and they were like, look, we need someone who's kind of fun and enthusiastic because, not even enthusiastic, but can breathe some life into it because it is just statistics on some level. So then they couldn't find it. They came out to L.A., and while they were out here... We still weren't on the radar. We weren't. This is so bizarre how it came about, and it never... You know, you guys know, it never comes about this way, but... Uh, the guy was driving to the auditions and we came on NPR. We do like a weekly thing on Southern California NPR explaining sports to the NPR audience. So it's taking a complicated thing that most people don't know about. And like explaining to. how the Dodgers were out of money. We're like, if you go to a farmer's market and you have no money, you can't buy these heirloom tomatoes that you really want. <laughs> That's the NPR what's happening to the Dodgers right now. <laughs> they get it. They tote get bag. It. And then you just say tote, tote bag, bag at the end and then you're, you're in. set. Uh, but so we were kind of doing that and being kind of funny and he's driving the audition. He's like, oh my God, why aren't we talking to this? This is exactly 
exactly what we're the spirit of what we're going for. And so they he tracked us down. He knew who we were and tracked us down through our management and said, "Would you guys, you know, submit something so you can?" So we shot shot on his eye on Randy's iPhone. My iPhone in my backyard, a little you know sort of audition thing. Sent it in, emailed it in. It was just so crazy that we were able to do that. And then uh, tested for. I remember when that was happening. I remember Remember when you guys were doing that. It's crazy. Well, there was this moment where they're like, "You got to make this video," and we're like, "Really? We have to make a video? Like, don't can't they just see stuff that we've done?" And then they were like, "No, no, no! You need to actually do like a statistical exploration." And so we decided to talk about the occurrence of twins and the and the uh, regularity or sort of. Oh, it was like one in 89 when we were born, and now it's one in 33 because of fertility drugs. So we feel less special oh, wow. because there are more twins on the planet. And so, you know, not all of them are identical, but still, it was like like the only group of women who are uh, growing in terms of numbers of pregnancies in the United States since 1960 are 40 to 50 years old. That group has like almost doubled. And mostly it's because, you know, of how we live and choosing to get married Women later. having careers. Yep. God damn that. How dare they? How dare they? Stupid. And, so, yeah. then, uh, and then having babies later. But the, so it was, we kind of did this whole thing and then they got it and then we tested for it and got it. And it was just like a presentation. It wasn't even a show at that point. But then like two weeks later, they're like, we're shooting six of these. Whoa. So over the fall we shot and they're hour long episodes, which is nice and long. And uh, we shot six of these and we, were, we started to figure it out as we got through it. And then we started to see the cuts and the edits of it because we were producers on it as well. We got to give our feedback as far as that went and voiceover and stuff. We're like, we got to add jokes in here. And then it came out the way we wanted it to come out. And it's now so it's good. out there. And now we're we just, just need people to watch it. That's right. <laughs> yeah, that'd be great if you guys had a million people could watch that show. Yeah, you could just great. invite a million people over. Invite a million people over. Which night? When's it on? Uh, uh, it's on Tuesday nights at 10, 9 Central, 8 Mountain uh, on History. Thank you for including Mountain Time. Now, yeah, we gotta, gotta mountain. include Mountain Time. We've um, been to Salt Lake City. I do have a we. I do have a gross question. Sure. Um, I've always. I'm curious. Do twins have the same exact penises? Uh, we never docked. So. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, you can't. We we technically can't as Jews as two Jews. I don't think so. I don't think you do. I don't think. I think penises are like snowflakes. Uh, okay, they can melt when it gets really I, hot. Because I can't help but wonder, like, if I see twin girls or twin dudes, like, and I wonder if their junk's the same. Twin girls have the same same penises. penises. Yeah, <laughs> really? they do. Yeah, they do. That's have interesting. The same Tiny penises. penises. <laughs> that always struck me as weird. And we talk about this briefly in our act, but although not much, just about the idea that like uh, male sexual fantasy is to do it with twins. I always wondered about that. Like, if they get... Okay, because eventually, I mean, part of the joy of having a three-way is to watch them hook up, too, I'm assuming. And so once they do that, though, it just gets really creepy and weird. You're watching two sisters hook up. And and immediately illegal. Immediately illegal. (laughs) Immediately illegal. Like, if that's what you're up for and and, and now it... You know, it's funny you say that. I I tried a couple times a long time ago, I tried to make a bit out of... That and the second I would, it came out of my mouth. It just eked everyone out, and I didn't, I didn't pursue it any further. So I'm that, thrilled just, that you, and I'm thrilled that you were, that you were able to attack that in a way that it probably worked. It just seems really bizarre to me. You're like, all right, let's. Do, it's like a trip to Vegas. You know, what I mean, it's like the the driving to Vegas thing. It's like, let's go to Vegas, and then like three hours in, you're like, we're not even there. <laughs> That's what it is. Like, let's look up with twins. We haven't we even hit Prim. Yes. <laughs> oh, Prim or Gene Nevada. Lawfully, could we just? Pretend you're a mirror yeah, and that yes. you're not two people. Because then you got to ask yourself, am I into incest? Then you got to There's that sorry, moment where It's almost you, like a weird... Well, you guys know as twins, every twins always go down on each other when they're kids. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, because you're growing up and it's summer. like... Yeah. No, but, summer. But there, but there is there is that kind of a weird... <laughs> <laughs> That's During easy. sleepaway camp? Easy. <laughs> we don't... We do not even like... Touch like we won't even uh, high five each other. Her. There's like a <laughs> very weird. We've talked about this before. We it is very weird. It like, is like touching. Like it's like when you when I seriously when I shake your hand and I make a contact with either one of you guys, Matt or uh, or who, who's that guy, Chris. Um, honestly, it's like touching you. It's like touching human flesh. It's right. you, it's a real connection. You feel it. There is like electricity that that connects. You're touching another live human being. I swear to you, when I touch Randy's hand. <laughs> It feels like, you know when you fall asleep on your arm? 
<laughs> and then you wake up and you feel like you're paralyzed. You're paralyzed. And you have to bang your arm against the wall just to like just bring yourself back. Head against yeah, the wall. literally banging. Yeah. And it is like touching, I say it like touching your own cold dead self. Oh. <laughs> now is that for all twins or you think just because of your relationship with Randy? I, you know, I think it's it's not for all it twins. It can't be for all twins. It it's not. It's not. I think it is for us because I don't know why. It's just been the our our relationship is filled with so many dichotomies. Like I feel like we really strive to be unique individual people, and yet we chose this profession where we're doing the same thing and we're part of an act together. And like we try to be, you know, we we don't try to be any one thing. We don't try to be polar opposites. We don't try to be exactly the same. We kind of live in this weird middle zone of like wanting to be our own people, but also not wanting to deny. It's interesting it. because there are moments when like we'll be on stage and like if we're having if it's great and it's working really well you come off stage and you're like oh this is so and you having been part of a team i think you understand this too you're like oh my god that was so interesting and unique and different and we did it you know and then most of the time it kind of feels like that then in times when it's you're bombing or having a terrible set you're like this is so why are we so why is it so complicated and why is it so it, we we built this in such a weird and wrong way and then you get off stage and start questioning yourself but it is something that you got to go out and do to me it's like it, it feels like there are moments where, and I'm assuming that Andrew Dice Clay feels this, like every time he has to put on his weightlifting gloves to do comedy. Because <laughs> you, the weightlifting you think they gloves ever have, come off? They no, have nothing they to do. Yeah, they have nothing to do with, like, why can't he cover this part of his fingers the to tips do his, of his fingers. <laughs> like, if he just covered. wore driving gloves, would people be like, that's not that funny? <laughs> Wait a minute. It kind of, and I was thinking about that yesterday when I was watching Tiger Woods play yeah. golf, and Tiger Woods... <clears throat> Won a tournament finally after a long time. He's had a lot of problems with his wife and cheating and all that stuff. And every day on the final day of the tournament, tournaments just, I don't know if you watch enough golf to know that it's Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. The final round is on Sunday. Yeah, I've watched He red. always wears his red shirt. Red. Like Tiger sees blood in the water and he's going to do it. Like, Which, by the way, Tigers rarely go into the water. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. To see blood in the water. They don't. Tigers don't hunt in the. In they the don't ocean. hunt in the water. It's not a blood-based situation. Yeah, like like they, tigers. tigers don't need to see blood in order to want to take on. Yeah, no, they no, no, see no. An they, animal that prey. they want to eat. That's they're going to yeah. go after it. They're going to. So, would have made more sense for Greg Norman. Yeah. By the way, the even, shark. But he, <laughs> his nickname and was all, the shark. All the shark came up with was that terrible <laughs> hat. But like, but he literally, he's got this like red shirt. Which again, the blood would be all over him if he's wearing a red shirt. Which again doesn't make any sense. If you know anything from Star Trek, first one to go. Down. Is first, the red, first, red this shirt. is a red shirt. Red shirt. Red first, first one to go. It's like a black person in any other movie. I mean, yeah. first one to go down. It's the first, first, <laughs> and and with, and with Tiger, you know, it's my. I, I do, I do know some stuff about golf, and I was talking to my my dad was talking about Tiger when I was visiting him in Memphis a couple weeks ago, and he was like, you know, he lost the two biggest support structures he had in his life. He lost his father, and he lost his marriage. That's right. And he has no. He no, has no compass again. anymore. That's like right. he has no. He's just. He's. He's game. My dad. My dad thinks he's done. By the way, all of the uh, sex acts we made up, Tiger Woods has done. Oh yeah, yeah. Every, yeah. He's done everything. All to a waitress from Perkins, um, <laughs> and a, not a good looking one. Either. No, but you know what I mean. Like there was probably a better looking woman, like on the cook. But line. she was the hostess. Uh, she had the there, most contact. So the waitress. My thing to the is car. that like he put on his red shirt, went yeah, into Perkins. He's like, I'm going in for I the kill. I smell blood. I smell blood no, in the Perkins. I'm going bad. after blood. Way. <laughs> Should not be <laughs> one way to interpret you know, it. Bleeding sure. during that sex act. No, but I just felt like there's a moment, and I felt very connected to Tiger in that way, where like. Okay, there was a long period of time where he's not winning tournaments, but, but he's, he's still maybe putting... in the hunt, and he still has to put the red shirt on Sunday, and he's probably like, I don't want to put this fucking thing on. He and just he sees he just it's all the other color shirts, and he and this like the, the one, one red thing, shirt. It's still like, in the mock. It's in the dry cleaning bag, and he's like, I just don't. I guess sometimes I, have to. I feel that way. But it is stage. interesting to think about that, like you know, someone of that level, like people who are that huge. I mean, I know you've talked to people, also you guys. I consider you to be one of these people, but like. Also, people who are huge stars, they need that support system in order to... Definitely not in that group over Not in here. that group. <laughs> Definitely not in but, that group, but, Jay. All right. Talk, <laughs> talk about someone who, you know, a giant star who needs that scaffolding and that, like, support system underneath them because they can't do anything except what they do that yeah, made my them wife, famous. My wife's friend was a uh, worked in the management company for uh, Steven Tyler, mm -hmm. like, for Aerosmith and whatnot. And, like, she told the story of, like, he was, like up in Boston, like across, at a hotel across the street from a Staples, and he wanted her to call that Staples and have like 
computer papers sent to the hotel. Like he couldn't go downstairs and go across the street and buy computer paper at Staples. It just seemed like such a roundabout, crazy ass way. And I was like, I can't believe this is pre-American Idol. This is back when like Aerosmith was just, you know, still Aerosmith. Right. But I mean, it's like it just to me just he blew my could, mind. Let's be honest. He could have taken the scarf off, maybe put his head a ponytail, put a hat on. Yeah. Regular clothes. He would have yeah, looked like, like, looked he like someone's mom. Yeah, he he someone would have been like, Carly then, Simon is in Staples? <laughs> Who's <laughs> your so mad about? But then the second he opens his mouth, where's the paper? <laughs> like they can't. I always, you know, I, I <laughs> people, people judge, you know, People judge Tiger and people like he, and and I I I you know like what he did was wrong and shitty, but I do think and the and the public I don't think will ever um, I don't think they will ever ex- assume any responsibility for it, but they should, mm-hmm. which is that they build these people up and these these realities are created. Like it's not like. It's not like Tiger is a guy who worked in a bank and had a regular life and then cheated with a bunch of people. Like he, it, but what people don't seem to understand is he was in this reality right. where that was okay in their world, right. mm-hmm. and so he wasn't conditioned. He wasn't conditioned with the same values that you and I were. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like he was not – I don't think he was actually emotionally equipped to know that what he was doing was wrong. Now, I'm not saying that that absolves him of what he did. It was totally shitty. But I'm saying, you know, like they, everyone builds him up. And they're like, You're, you can do anything. You can do anything. You can do, since he was three. He was getting his dick sucked at three. <laughs> wait, 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 wait a minute. That he had a twin brother you didn't know about. I mean, he called that the whole – That was off the kids' menu of Perkins. No, but you're right. That was at the putt-putt. But if you think that actors don't – like big star actors don't go on movies and just cheat on their husbands and wives all the time when they go on a movie set. You're you're putting your head in the sand and pretending it happens on every set all was, the time. We, the we, Travolta thing, the fact that people were shocked by that at all is wrong. You should not be shocked. Well, by I didn't that put my head in the sand because I'm very claustrophobic and I couldn't. Yeah, that's right. the whole mold thing. You yeah, should breathe out. I couldn't. Uh, but no, but I mean, you, we did a story about this on Scarborough Country about these like college kids who were basketball players who went into a they got busted and they got for stealing Gatorade for stealing Gatorade in like a quickie mart or something like that. OK, if they're AAU players or kids who have played on traveling special McDonald's All-American teams like all their lives. They have never paid for a bottle of Gatorade in their lives. They probably think Gatorade is free. Right. Wherever you go, there it is. It's in the fridge. I'm going to open it up and pull it out and take it away. They don't have a basis of knowledge, just like Tiger Woods feels like every woman is ripe for the taking. That's right. Well, uh, yeah, and I think uh, it was uh, – I remember who told me this uh, – Maybe Saget told me the story about they like they would go out to dinner with the Full House crew every uh-huh. once in a while, and the uh, he would didn't they say call it, it the full it, party of Full House. That's like, right. They was like Full House party. This is a very old story. This is a very old story that I remember he told me years ago. But he said that um, the uh, like the Olsen twins, who were the richest pair. Twins, you guys, huh? Hey, come on. Um, come they on. never once would like reach for their wallet or anything to pay for the day, and it's like. Because they literally don't know to like it. Just everyone's always done it for them. That's right. It's, they've right. grown so up being handled by if, people. If someone is conditioned to be handled and they're told that they can do anything and that they're perfect, and then they enter this world where everyone's like, "Oh yeah, everyone fucks all these people." That's just the that's the way it's done. You know, they're not. I'm not saying it's right. I'm just saying from his point of view, he was never conditioned to understand How any other any was. other the lifestyle. Olsen twins, the Olsen twins were so conditioned that like they would they wouldn't even step like on their own get into their sarcophaguses. They would to, <laughs> to fall asleep at night. They forced someone to put them. In there. They have twin Renfields. <laughs> That's unbelievable. Yep, they you know, found twin I'm, Renfields. Just one lock that locks them both so they can sleep <laughs> put them in their their chambers. I mean, meanwhile, like one of them is now dating like some huge dude. He was seen in a basketball. I mean, huge person. I forget who it is. It's like. I don't know. John Popper? <laughs> it's not. Pre-stomach staple, John Popper. Oh, okay. Like, the Olsen twins are so rich, they bought again? a time machine. Is Popper big again? Yeah, he's getting back up there. Is he's he getting back man. up there? Yeah. Does that mean that the stomach staple doesn't work? Uh, you can stretch it out. You can stretch out the yeah, staple. Yeah, yeah. I just think, I'm sure over time. Re-stabled? You could, I suppose. Or you have, to have, you have to have Steven Tyler's assistant go to staples. <laughs> yes, yes. Yes. Where's the staples? Stomach staples. Where's the staples? <laughs> that was easy. That was simple. Wow. 
Wow. Was that, was that not the right? <laughs> no, that was good. No, that was where you should go. Just, exactly. I just wanted to say wow. Perfect. <laughs> um, I, I just, I, I think, uh, you know, I, I do think we can, I think it's okay to look down at our noses at these people. Sure. But I do think that at the same time, I, I just, you know. For for most people going, yeah, it's fucked up the way you did that. Like, yeah, but you don't. It's, uh, if if you did that, yeah, because that you you understand the values that most human beings share. I feel like people though, like the world has changed now. I feel like just people have the values of that system. of Us Weekly. Yes, but I can like, I mm. can I also can I also? Oh, what was the one I I, I saw? I was uh, I was on a plane and there was an Us Weekly and I was flipping through it. And it, I just Angrily. I flipped through it to get mad at it. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah, I flipped through it to magazine. get mad at it. And it was it was <laughs> one. Uh, oh 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 oh! It was the, the section of celebrities. They're just like us. Oh uh, yeah. Uh, and one of them was literally as fucking stupid as I don't remember who the celebrity <laughs> was because I don't recognize a lot of people in there. Mm-hmm. She was reading the side of a box in a grocery store, and they're like, they read nutritional information <laughs> too. Yeah, well, oh, they're just like us. Wow, they are just like us when you think about it. But that that section is what we're saying. It's bridging the gap between that behavior and regular. But but people, but there is a mechanism in human beings that loves to build people up and then tear them down at the same time. At mm-hmm. the same time. People are building up someone like Tiger. They're also storing this potential energy of rage and jealousy. Right. And I, I think, you know, as I've said many times on the podcast before, I, I believe as a culture we are addicted to outrage, and we like we like being outraged at things that are none of our fucking business. Right. Because oh, yeah. it makes us feel better about our, you know, like our little small place in the world. Hoarders. And it drives me fucking <laughs> yes, crazy. Yes. Right. Yes. Poop, yeah. both poop of in them. a target. I bag. just, I just wanna. I'm not saying that you. That it's. The, I'm not saying not to be outraged at the actions of others, but I'm saying like, fucking hold up a mirror the next time you want to wag your finger at someone and see how perfect your life is before you right. start shitting on other people. That's so people true. Being, I don't know. People. Now like I have being, to go look at myself in the mirror because yeah, I just shit on those people. Go look yourself in the mirror oh, for I'm, making that statement. I'm full of horrible. How dare you have to go look in your mirror? No, he did. He I'm looked full in the of mirror. contradictions. And see how much of it. See if how hypocritical you are. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I have to look in the mirror and see how hypocritical I am. <laughs> yep. No, but it's true. I, I I completely agree with that, and I feel like we. There, there's this need to put people in a fishbowl, need to, like like you said, like build them up to this huge level. I saw an interview with Angelina Jolie on 60 Minutes uh, this past week, and it was so weird to watch how controlled she felt like she had to be just talking because you could just see her like measuring every single word. I don't know, and being, I don't know how she has a conversation with anyone because the, if, if she even, no matter what she says, Someone's going to just take Twist it. Twist it. Take it. Make Say, oh, she feels this way about this. It was so, I felt so tense. I felt very nervous and I felt so much anxiety every time she spoke. So I'm like, wow, she is really measuring every single word. She cannot just That's talk funny, freely. That? I, I, I know a guy who interviewed Brad Pitt for something and, they, and he said, when you ask him a question, he takes, he, every time before he answers, he takes a few seconds to process it before he answers. And that just sounds like a, ho- a horrible, horrible life because way he, to live. Yeah, yeah, you can't just be impulsive. I mean, we talk about – there's another thing we talked about in our stand-up, which is, you know, there was a set of twins. And we don't do tons of bits about twins. Actually, these are the only two. But the, there was a set of twins that were born. One of them had a botched circumcision, and they tried to raise him as a girl. There's a whole book about this called oh, As I remember Nature this. Made Him. Yeah. yeah. And I don't know, you've probably seen us do this bit. You have, I know. Yeah. And uh, and basically, it's just this, he had a terrible life, and they raised him as a girl, and after 12 years, the parents finally sat him down and said, you know what, you're actually a boy, and then they fashioned a penis out of flesh from his inner thigh, and they gave him these hormone shots, and basically, he had a terrible life coming back. And for us, we jokingly said that like we immediately felt worse for his twin brother because his twin brother can't complain about small things in front of that guy for the rest <laughs> of his life. Which again, it's like the Brad Pitt thing. Like you can't just mouth off and say something stupid. You can't get yeah. drunk. You can't like make a mistake. Like we all should be able to make a mistake. You can do it within the compound. Well, within exactly. the compound. But that's, that's right. the thing. Like when you know when people when people start finger pointing and be like, oh look what that guy. Look at this. You know, any one of those assholes who's getting outraged, if you followed them all day long, oh, yeah. you could find a hundred yeah, things that they said that were stupid or offensive or rotten. Well, it goes back to like on Twitter when it, like, you know, we tweet a bunch of jokes on Twitter. Like that's literally our, what we do. I mean, we let people know when stuff is coming up, but like it's an opportunity for us to make jokes about literally disposable jokes about stuff in pop culture, stuff that's happening right now, current news, and then just things that we think up and whatnot. And sometimes they're the germs of other bits. Sometimes they're not. 
I mean, we've tweeted, I don't know, 4,000 times, <laughs> made 4,000 tweets, and the majority of them are jokes. And like you do one, and like I love the tweet that comes back. Uh, not not one of your best, not, yeah. fun. not fail. One, epic fail, epic on fail that on that one, whatever. And then like I always like to go back in and kind of read their tweets, and like I want to. Part of me wants to be like, oh, you mean like this gem? You oh, know well, I, mean? I always want to. When, when someone shits at me for something, I I always want to fire back with. Well, now I understand why four people are following yeah, you, and well, three of I them mean, are probably spam bots. But you can't because then you just look like you an can't asshole. Because you look like you're petty. petty. You want to stay above the fray, but I mean, it but is I kind am of, petty. I you am are. petty too. Why can't we be petty? And I feel like uh, the only big star who can be really petty, Tom Petty, is Tom Petty. That's it's right, Tom Petty and Lori Petty. <laughs> and Richard, Richard Petty. Richard Petty. <laughs> okay. Wait, is Lori Petty Richard Petty's daughter? Oh, I don't know. That would explain a lot. I don't I, know. I think she's related. That would just somehow. explain Tank Girl. That's all it would explain. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> well, that explains a lot. <laughs> I thought she was the daughter of Peter Pettigrew, who uh, then she had to shorten her name and move over here because of the scandal. Yeah, that's so right. Hogwarts. She could that's have happened. A lot of times that happens. That's it. The the, Pettig <laughs> the Pettigrew scandal of the uh, late 1800s. Oh, I just, I really, uh, yeah. The whole the whole thing just drives me. The whole thing just drives me crazy. The whole it's okay the whole though. Thing just you know, I mean, we, we did choose this. We did choose to be. I in this, know, this I know. Area, and we did choose to be. And in. you are putting it out there for good and for bad. I mean, yes, you can get. There is a moment, like I don't know if you guys. It, it, there's a moment when you're, if you're on stage and a set's not going well, or you're in an environment where something is not being as well received as you think it should be, where you, where you just kind of sit back and just bathe in the shittiness yep. of it. And there is something amazing because you can even say to yourself, there are millions of people out there who wish they could be sitting up in this position, even receiving this right now. I mean, it just is like something that they'll never experience and you got to put it out there in order to get even the negative reaction back. Sure. So, I mean, on some level, it's cool. Uh, and truthfully, no matter what you say, someone out there is going to hate it. There's someone to yes. hate everything. Yes. You know, it's funny. Because I, I um, and I, in a totally. You know what? I fucking hate that statement. Oh, shit. You're, there, you're no, the guy. Let no, him finish. But Jay, thank you. <laughs> so we're at a 50 50. Um, <laughs> no, I'm going to hate it when you're done, but let him finish. Oh, good. <laughs> um, and then maybe then I'll win Randy over. That's uh, right. But, uh, you know, I, I tweeted a joke. I just tweeted a dumb thing because um, Mitt Romney's iPhone, the iPhone app, <laughs> they, the developer misspelled America, oh, <laughs> which is not really. It basically said like I'm for a Amersha. Oh god! And so, he, which he is. So I tweeted. I tweeted Joe. I just tweeted something dumb like you know. America this, America that, America, 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 <laughs> and then uh, someone, someone, someone else fired back with like, oh, would you have. Did, would you have said anything? Uh, how come? Did you say anything about yeah. when Barack Obama said fifty-seven states? And I was like, if I had fucking been on Twitter, I absolutely would have said it. You better believe it. You better believe it. And by the way, once you jump into like anything political, it's over. It. Forget it. Like forget it because there are those watchdogs out there who are, are just like, people who won't pay attention to anything and just immediately just get angry about whatever. Which side is kind of a bummer. Down. You just almost have to go in like it's almost like you guys stay away from. You stay away from. You have. You have together. to. You the have only to. political joke I've ever tweeted was Mitt Romney's hair part is so straight. Rick Santorum would let it get married. What? <laughs> But the you know the problem is especially in, in, in something like Twitter where you're only getting short bursts of things, mm -hmm. you can't it ultimately opens you up to having to explain or defend your entire political pl platform to half of the people who are following you in 140 characters. And yeah. the truth of the matter is like you're just never gonna it's you you're never gonna win anyone over and no. they're not gonna win you over. Right. You're just gonna like and the hope is, I mean our hope is it, my hope is that this country at some point returns to a place where we can debate about shit as opposed to, and I know like everybody has sounded that thing, but you know, I do remember a time when we were younger where people of differing, you know, like the, the extreme right wings had not hijacked both or the not, extreme, like Extremes. extreme wings of both left and right, right wings, left yeah. and right have not hijacked it to the point where we can't. And the shitty part is that most people, it's just sort of that biological mechanism that people will argue to argue rather than to seek truth. I'm sorry. I'm just thinking of a sitcom, Extreme Wings. Yes. We get them all back together from Wings. Wings. Uh -huh. And then they do bike stunts. They oh. do bike stunts or bungee jumping. Oh. Or skydiving from all, the same airport. Oh, my God. And it all happens in the West Wing of the <laughs> now, see, uh, I heard. I think Extreme Wings is the female version of the prosthetic head act that we talked about. Nice. Extreme Wings. No, where that's where you go to a sports a bar. A vagina gets stretched over your face. Uh-huh. <laughs> And then it's molded into <laughs> your face. The Tony Shalhoub's going to win so many Golden Globes. Yeah, <laughs> and you're breathing through the vas deferens. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> wow. A vas 
deference reference. Is that not is in a, a man? That's not in a I woman. Know. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> the, the, the vast deference. The fallopian tube? Yes. Uh, you're breathing through the fallopian tube. Yeah, no. I mean, I, I honestly, I don't even know what I was talking about. No, but I, I, what I think we're saying is that, you know, you're putting stuff out. Whether it's going to be good or bad, it's going yeah, to be crap. I want to leave my mind open. Like, I, I think I'm a sort of, you know, it's no secret that I'm a liberal person. And, you know, I mean, I think liberal people tend to be more caring about lots of things. However, if somebody who was like a fiscal conservative but lib- had liberal, you know, believed in gay marriage, believed in the woman's right to choose and all those things came along and made a very persuasive argument on how to make things better and wasn't aligned with, and literally made a stance to be like, I fuck the religious right, fuck those people, I hate them. I would be like, I'm open to hearing what you have to say because I believe we have to still be open to that. But shit. what I think happens in politics is like, it, there, there's an old, there's, there's sort of an old radio trick um, which uh, uh, Tom, it's, yeah, it's, it's coconuts of, and they Tom are Likas. horse hooves. You the, 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 the Tom Likas. The Tom Likas. Have you ever met Tom Likas? I've never met Tom Likas. Holy Likus. shit! Oh, we got a Tom Likas man. story. Tom Likas. You've ne- it's a, so I think it's the Tom Likas thing of of um, he knows and old radio people know that it almost doesn't even matter if you believe what you're saying. You just have to have a strong opinion on something so that it generates. Uh, people buzz. calling in and talking. buzz and chatter and talking and it drive and it drives even if the you show. don't believe it and I think that's what happens a lot of time a lot of the time with politics and why you see politicians flip flop on things is that they just they plant a flag in the sand mm-hmm. because they know that I have to have a strong point of view in order to because you can't you can't be like well I just wish everything were better you know and so that because you 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 have to gain support and then when they realize like oh this flag I planted didn't gain enough support I better go to plant this flag over here and so I I honestly I think I think they're in weird position I think to be a politician is a fucking weird thing to want to do. Who would want to even go through that right now? Who in the world? Like, it's basically discouraged anybody to want to do that unless you are an extreme right wing or extreme left wing. Because I think what happens is you start out young and idealistic and you go, God damn it, everything's fucked up and I want to change. I'm going to be the person... I'm going to be the cool teacher. Yes. I'm going to be the cool teacher who's cool to the kids and understands them and knows how the system works. And then you get up there in front of the class and the class is full of dickhead kids. Yeah, they're shitty kids. God damn it. They're shitty kids. I wanted to be cool, but it has to be this way. And there's this weird system in place that I can't change. And God damn it. The sweat hogs were sweet. Yeah, just remember that. Yeah. What yeah. Uh, What was your uh, What's your Tom, Tom Likas story? Do Likas, and then and then yeah, yeah. Likas was uh, he just we just went in and did his radio show one time. I don't know why we were asked to do his radio show. It was Bradley Jason oh. No, no, way less energy. He's Whoa, got, like, the lights are low, and he's got sunglasses on. And they turn the lights really low. O'clock at night, he's just literally talking about wine in his wine cellar. It was like a show about his wine cellar, right? He and wouldn't he, look at anyone in particular. We're all sitting across the table from him. He, he's the physical manifestation of a child rapist. <laughs> I mean, literally, you were like, there. he's probably little, I don't know how many children he's raped before he got there or after. Maybe he's just a Nosferatu. Yes. <laughs> maybe. I think so. He's the Nostradamus of Nosferatu. <laughs> uh, yeah, he is the very, he, he just sits there in these dark glasses and doesn't look at anyone in particular and just, hey, Riley, like us here. And the whole time we're just so creeped out, we just had to like he leave. It felt like he was like an automatronic you know, like, you know, like a, he's controlled like, by tape reels on the yeah, floor, yeah. propped up. <laughs> and it, uh, he's just kind of one like, of those crazy old Twilight like, Zone. Uh, 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 like, yeah, exactly. Uh, you I'm can talking hear about the my wine cellar. <laughs> I got a thousand wines in the wa- four score seven years ago. <laughs> he was like us. He was terrible. I mean, I literally was like, I'm. You know how like I don't know if you've ever experienced this because I guess we just we surround try to surround ourselves with good people. Have you ever been in the presence of like pure evil? <laughs> yes. <laughs> like yeah. being in Tom Likas' presence, you are literally in the presence of something that well, you like. You like kill, killed a baby before, like right? Like a dark cloud. He's definitely strangled. I mean, to kidding. eat it, not waste it. Yeah. No, to yeah. eat it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah Just yeah. to eat it. Well, he <laughs> yes. He did I mean, not waste it. He was I like don't the, waste any part of the baby. No, he doesn't. He is like the Native American. <laughs> I don't. I lose every part of the baby. I lose that. I put it down in my I wine cellar. I got a baby cellar right next I to my wine cellar. The baby cellar's got a thousand I'll babies down there. I can, you know, I'm very, I'm not wasteful. I use the, the baby toe bones to sharpen my fangs. A baby skull makes a great ashtray, guys. We'll but you got to wait until the cartilage gets solid. Yeah. You got to wait until it gets solid. And I use a femur bone as a box. 
scratcher. <laughs> oh, Lacus, right back at you. Back at I you have to, uh, I have to, I have to scratch close these uh, the thousand souls that are screaming out of my back that I've absorbed. <laughs> I can't hear them screaming because I'm too medicated. Tom Lacus, Tom Lacus. The gear was 1649 as I was born to darkness, as I call it. <laughs> I'm just here to spread some cheer. Uh, Lacus, I'll have your soul in an hour, Lacus. Blow me up, Tom. <laughs> oh, man. Well, uh, you guys, we're at the end of our hour. Uh, I adore both of you equally. You too, dude. Thank you. And it's so great to have you back on. Thank you for doing the bowling show. Uh, good luck with the uh, United States of America. I please think watch people, it, people. I think you guys Seriously. I would please love watch to it. hear feedback, too. We are at Sklar Brothers. So if you watch the show based on this recommendation, Tuesday nights at 10, 9 central on history, let us know what you think about it because we actually love hearing that feedback. And saying, yeah, hey, Nerdist sent you. Nerdist yeah. sent you. Yeah, let <laughs> us know. And, uh, you know, hopefully if more people watch and it, and it gets a little spike, we'll get to do more. That's our hope. Cool. There are a lot of statistics out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there are. And the Sklars need to cover them. We That's do. right. Thanks, guys. Thank, Thank you. you. Enjoy your twin burritos. Yeah! Is that another thing? Yep. <laughs> twin, twin burritos. <laughs> twin burritos is when Tom Likas has two baby yeah, twins. Wait, let me finish. Now leaving Nerdist.com. Enjoy your burrito. This episode of the Nerdist Podcast was brought to you by our friends of the Comedy Bang Bang TV show. Yay! Watch the premiere episode June 8th at 10, 9 central in the PM on IFC. Once upon a beat. Remember those stories and fables that would capture your imagination and you couldn't wait to see how they would unfold? And now, when you read them as an adult, you think some of these old tales could use a fresh spin. We have a perfect podcast to bring you the stories you remember, remix, and reimagine for the kids in your life today. Join me, DJ Fuse, and my trusty turntable, Baby Scratch, as we spin up new tales in the New Kids and Family Podcast, Once Upon a Beat. Wondry and Tinkercast are bringing you a jam-packed, music-filled weekly party where hip-hop and fables meet. It's Once Upon a Beat. Follow Once Upon a Beat on the Wondry app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to Once Upon a Beat early and ad-free right now by joining Wondry Plus in the Wondry app or Wondry Kids Plus in Apple Podcasts. Once Upon a Beat.